the continental grip is dead. Or at the very least, it is on life support. For years, I have been advocating about the benefits of the continental grip used in a range of different pickleball situations. Most especially, though, when we're up near the non-volley zone. When we talk about how we should hold the paddle when playing volleys for years now, I've been talking about how the default should be the continental grip. And when we work with new players, we should get them to use a continental grip. I've really been hammering this home for the last couple of years. But you know what? Pickleball has evolved, and so has my perspective. And so this episode of Pickleball Problems today is a bit of a mea culpa. I'm changing my opinion about this, and today on the show, I'm going to tell you why. Welcome to Pickleball Problems. I'm your host, Mark Renison. Today, we're talking about the death of the continental grip, why I got it wrong or at least why my perspective has changed over the last few years. I've really sort of come to this point now where I think the continental grip is not the grip we should be using up at the net. So we're going to talk about this today. So first, we better start with the definition of terms. What is the continental grip exactly? Because there's a lot of misunderstanding about the continental grip. So let's try to clarify this once and for all. So this is really easy to do if if you're holding a paddle or something shaped like a paddle. So I'll give you a second to do that. Okay, you got your paddle, or you can imagine your paddle? Perfect. Now, the continental grip is found when you find the V of your hand. So hold up your dominant hand, look at that little V between your thumb and your index finger. When the V of your hand is right on top of the paddle handle. So not on one side or another, it's right on top. And most paddles, they're kind of um, hexagonal, so there'll be a flat, they call it a bevel. There's a flat bevel on top. That's where the V of the hand goes. So this is similar to how you might hold a hammer. Imagine you were hammering a nail. Now, this should not be confused with what some people call the handshake grip. Think about a handshake. When you shake someone's hand, you come from the side, right? Your palm is facing toward their palm. Your palm is facing forward. So that handshake grip is not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about the continental grip. So it's just rotated a little bit over. So the V of your hand is right on top, like you're holding a hammer. Now, why might this be useful? It is useful, even though it's dead or dying. It's still useful in certain circumstances. Well, the continental grip is good for lots of things. When you're holding with a continental grip, you'll find that the paddle face tends to sort of naturally open up just a little bit. Now, that's great if you want an open paddle face when you're hitting the ball. When might that be? Well, let's say the ball you're receiving is really low and you need to find a way to get your paddle sort of sliding underneath the ball when it's so low. Continental grip is great for this. That leading edge, that bottom edge goes first, gets under the ball. This is also great when you are playing a ball with a backspin, for example. Let's say you want to slice that return of serve. Right? Let's say you want to hit your drop or your dink with a bit of backspin. Again, the naturally open paddle face that comes from the continental grip is really helpful for hitting with some backspin, where you have to slide that paddle face underneath the ball. Okay, so those are the reasons why we might want to use it when we're talking about spin, when we're talking about low balls. And here's the thing. Here's the mistake I made. As someone who came from a pretty decent tennis background, the continental grip was really familiar to me. And any elite tennis players, it's a grip that they're going to need to use when they play tennis in different circumstances. And I'm not going to get into all of them here. But my bias, I actually think it was a bit of a blind spot, was that because the continental grip was so familiar for me, and that we use it when we play volleys and tennis, that this blind spot caused me to think, oh, well, we should do this in pickleball as well. 
Okay, so that was a blind spot. So what we're going to do when we come back in just a second, I've just made the, the best case I could for when we would want a continental grip. When we come back in just a moment, I'm going to talk about why we don't, in fact, want the continental grip when up at the net. Hey there, it's Mark. Are you a pickleball coach? If so, I bet you work hard to design your lesson plans. A good lesson plan can be the difference between running a fantastic clinic or running one that's, well, just so-so. And that's the reason I put together some of my all-time favorite lesson plans. These are flexible, easy-to-follow plans that you can adapt for players of any skill level. And because we organize them by theme, they work really well, whether you're teaching a single clinic or running them as a series. If you want to make your life easier as a coach, come check out my favorite lesson plans. Head over to PCIPickleball.com and you'll see the link. That's PCIPickleball.com and look for premium lesson plans. Pickleball Coaching International. We make good coaches even better. Welcome back to Pickleball Problems. I'm your host, Mark Rennes, and today we are talking about the continental grip and why I got it wrong. For years, we've been talking about why we should use the continental grip when up at the net, but you know what? I'm shaking my head now. I think I made a mistake. So a second ago, we talked about the advantages of the continental grip. Namely, you can hit with backspin, or you can slide the paddle underneath the ball and low balls. But why would you not want to use the continental grip? Well, there are several limitations when using it. One of the main ones is that it's difficult to hit the ball with topspin. Topspin, of course, is when you hit the ball, and as it's traveling away from you, it's also spinning away from you. Topspin requires a neutral paddle face. That means the paddle face is straight up and down. And as you have that straight up and down, that neutral paddle face, you swing from low to high. That's what creates a spin. You brush up the back of the ball. So there's not really one edge of the paddle or the other leading the way it is with backspin, a neutral paddle face. Well, this is tough to do, not impossible, but tough to do with a continental grip because the continental grip, as we said, naturally opens the paddle face. So it becomes quite difficult to sort of turn your wrist and your forearm to get that neutral paddle face that you need for topspin. Again, not impossible, just not that easy and kind of uncomfortable. So that is a real drawback, tough to hit with topspin. Now, the thing is, when you watch good pickleball players. And this is a major difference from tennis. I already talked about my own blind spot and other people's blind spots too, if they come from tennis. In tennis, you very rarely hit topspin on volleys. Only really when you're hitting what's called a swinging volley, like you're driving the ball. But most typical volleys in tennis are hit with backspin. But that is not true in pickleball. When you watch good players play pickleball on both the forehand and backhand side, they're typically hit with topspin. Now, why is this? Well, you want to be able to hit hard and still keep the ball in play. You want it to bounce and then jump at the opponents, maybe pinning them back or making their timing more difficult. There's lots of reasons why you might want to play your forehand volleys with topspin. And the continental grip is not very conducive to that. Again, not impossible, just not very friendly to it. There's another strike against the continental grip, and that is while most advanced tennis players understand the grip and are comfortable using it, there's lots of people that play pickleball that aren't advanced tennis players. Look, if you grab the average person off the street and you introduce them to pickleball and you say, hey, here's a paddle, here's a ball, let's see if we can hit it back and forth, you know what they're going to do? They are not going to gravitate towards the continental grip, that hammer grip. They instead are going to put their hand slightly behind the paddle, behind the handle, like they're shaking hands. That's a much stronger hitting position. So what happens is if you do, kind of like I did, where you told people that, they, oh, you should be using a continental grip right off the bat, you're kind of working against them. You're starting from a position of asking them to do something that's not very natural for them, not very comfortable for them. And that's not great to fight against most people's instincts when you're a coach. 
doesn't mean you always do exactly what they want or what they're comfortable with. But in this case, I think it is an uphill battle and one that is no longer worth fighting. So what are the alternatives? If the continental grip, as I'm saying now, today, all these years later, isn't our ideal grip when we're up near the net, what is the ideal grip? Well, it's kind of like we just talked about. That handshake grip where your hand is slightly behind the paddle, where your palm is sort of facing forward as you hit on the forehand side. This is known as an eastern forehand grip. I don't know why it's called that. It doesn't really matter. This is called an eastern forehand grip, or what some people call the handshake grip, where the hand is slightly on the side of the handle. And by doing this, you're in a strong hitting position with that palm facing forward. Not only are you in a strong hitting position, but you also now have that neutral paddle face, that straight up and down paddle face, so you can brush up the back of the ball, creating that top spin. So that's great, right? We want to be able to put our players in that strong hitting position. We want to be in that strong hitting position. We want to be able to hit our forehand volleys with top spin easily. This sounds great, doesn't it? Well, it is, except for one problem. There are some real limitations when it comes to using the eastern forehand, and we're going to talk about those in just a moment. Hey there, it's Mark. Pickleball Problems is brought to you by Selkirk TV. Selkirk TV gives you a front row seat to live pickleball matches, past championships, on-demand skills training, including my pretty great show called Pickleball Today, as well as behind-the-scenes insights and so much more. Available in the App Store and on Google Play, Selkirk TV is the perfect app for any pickleball fan. Download the app today for free and get started watching Pickleball's very best online content. Selkirk TV. Today on Pickleball Problems, we're talking about why I got it wrong, talking about the continental grip when up near the net. We're just talking about the eastern forehand as being a better option when playing on your dominant side, when hitting those forehands. It's a strong hitting position. You can get topspin quite easily. Sounds good, right? But there is a real liability when you use the eastern forehand grip, and that is when you hit a backhand, the eastern forehand grip is pretty weak. So just think about it. And again, if you're holding a paddle, this is helpful. Imagine you're hitting a forehand toward the net. Your palm is facing forward. Your hand is slightly on the side of the paddle. That is a strong hitting position. Now, if you have your hand in exactly that position, that same grip, but now you flip to the other side as though you're hitting a backhand, well, you'll notice instead of your hand being behind the paddle, behind the handle of the paddle, it's now in front of it, quite close to the ball. And this is a really weak hitting position to be in. Right? There's nothing really supporting the paddle as the ball comes toward it as you swing to it. And this is one reason why a lot of people have very weak backhands, is because they use this eastern forehand grip on the backhand side. So this is the downside. Not to mention, when you have this weak, this weak grip, the paddle face also opens up. It tends to open up quite a lot, making it more difficult to keep the ball low. So that's the downside. If you use your eastern forehand on the backhand side, weak grip, open paddle face. So what should you do? Well, there's a few different options here. One of them is to switch grips. That when that ball comes to the backhand, you move away from your eastern forehand grip to some other grip, perhaps even the continental. And that can work if you have lots of time to set up. Maybe you're returning serve. Maybe you're getting ready for a third shot. The ball has a long way to travel, giving you time to prepare. But what if you don't have much time to prepare? Remember today we're talking about being up at the net and those balls come in quickly. You often don't have time to change the grip. So that's a problem. 
A second option could be you just try to power your way through. You say, look, Mark, I know my hand's in a weak position. I'd rather hit a forehand. I am just going to be strong and power my way through. Maybe roll my hand or my wrist a little bit. Maybe use my shoulder a bit more if I can. I am just going to fight my way through this. Now, that's possible. But sometimes we're not strong enough to do that. In fact, we also put ourselves at more of a risk for injury when you're putting your body in a weak hitting position trying to power your way through. So not ideal either. Now there's a third solution, and this is one that I'm seeing with more and more players, more and more women, yes, we've seen that for a while, but more and more of the men as well, even at the elite level. And that third solution is to use a two-handed backhand. A two-handed backhand. While the dominant hand is still in a weak position, right? Let's say you're right-handed and you've got that eastern forehand grip and you're hitting a backhand with it. Your hand is in a weak position. But now you have your non-dominant hand, in the case I gave, the left hand, which is used to support the paddle through the swing. In fact, believe it or not, when you hit a good two-handed backhand, it's actually the non-dominant hand that does most of the work, most of the heavy lifting. Dominant hand just kind of supports it. So this is something we're seeing from a lot of the top men as well. It used to be just, oh, the women, they're not as strong. No, no, no. What a lot of the guys are doing is they're saying, look, I want the best of both worlds here. I want my forehand to be super strong with that eastern forehand grip. I can hit hard. I can brush up. I can keep the ball low. And I want to use that grip. But when it comes to the backhand side, I know I'm in a weak position. I know the ball is going to pop up more often because of the paddle angle. I'm going to use my non-dominant hand to support it. So it's something interesting we're seeing a lot of players doing here. One option is you just say, you know what, I'm going to just manage somehow. Maybe I'm going to change my grip can change my grip as often as I can. Option two is I'm just going to power my way through. Option three, use that second hand to support the dominant hand. So let's talk about the final analysis here. Is it wrong to use a continental grip? No, no. There's still lots of times where I think it's a preferred grip. Like I said, slicing the return of serve with backspin. Maybe you want to hit some backspin on a drop or even a dink on the backhand side. Continental grip works well for that. You can slide that paddle face under the ball, especially if the ball's really low. But I do think that on balance, when we're up at the net looking to play volleys, I think the eastern forehand grip carries significant upside. The strong hitting position on the forehand, the ability to create topspin more easily, and for new players, the feeling that just feels more natural in their hand, I think those outweigh the downside that comes from it. That on the backhand side, you either have to change grips or power your way through or use the second hand. So that's what I'm going to be working on. Believe me, like as a player, this is something that's new for me. Getting used to hitting those forehand volleys with more of a eastern forehand grip where the paddle face is a little more closed. So we have a lot of work to do also in my own coaching, in my own teaching, whether it's online or in person, with our work at Pickleball Coaching International, bcipickleball.com, to talk to our coaches about why now we're advocating maybe don't encourage your players right off the bat to use the continental grip. But do be willing to think about those solutions on the backhand side. All right, this music tells us that we need to wrap things up. I'd love to know, what do you think about this? Send me, you can send me an email. I'd prefer if you send me a voice memo. Just open up the voice memo on your phone, the voice memo app that is. Tell me, what do you think? What do you do? What kind of grip do you use when you are at the net, when you're hitting forehands? Do you hit two-handed backhands to support it? Do you just power your way through? Let me know what you think about this. Send me a note. Mark at thirdshotsports.com. And if you have another question you'd like me to answer here on Pickleball Problems, I'd be happy to do that too. Mark at thirdshotsports.com is the way to do it. This episode of the show is brought to you by Selkirk Sport. Check out the Selkirk TV app. Tons of great stuff out there. And 
Pickleball Coaching International. If you are a pickleball instructor or thinking of becoming one, head over to PCIPickleball.com. What's really cool, as well as all the resources that we have there, uh, we've got tons of stuff on technical fundamentals. We've got audio, we've got video, we've got articles. And if you want to do an instructor certification course, you can do it. It's all online. So you don't have to wait for PCI to travel to your town. You don't have to travel to them. You don't have to spend money overnight in a hotel. Head over to PCIPickleball.com to check it out. Until next time, I'm Mark Renison, rethinking technique, rethinking the grips we use at the net. It's good. You should rethink too. Take care.